how to deal with the conflict between the career and by natural instincts and interests you mean spirituality or you mean things like golf Okay, okay. Hobbies. Hobbies. Okay. But that's okay. And here's, here's what's interesting. Themes come up over and over again. If you go back and you look at the last years of satsang videos, they've been recording these for years you'll find God knows how many dozens of times that we talk about karma, dozens of times that we talk about anger, dozens of times that we talk about expectations. I mean, there, there are recurring themes. But interestingly, each time it's slightly different because each time the energy is different. Each time the person who asks it is different. Each time that, that intersection of time and space and who's here is different. And interestingly, the answer for her, who asked it yesterday about her passion for art and her career of being our next defense minister, is actually different from him who's asking about balancing the career, balancing hobbies, balancing spirituality. They sound like the same, but the situations that each of them has come into this room with is different. When you look at a career and hobby balance, so my career's over here and my hobbies are over here, whether it's art, whether it's linguistics, as you say, I mean, so many different hobbies we have or interests we have. That balance is gonna be literally simply a logistic balance. That's not a balance that I can tell you how to do. It's gonna have to include, of course, I can give you things to think about. And then we're going to come to the spiritual piece of the balance. Many times we think that I don't have time for my hobbies. I don't have time for my interests because I have to spend so much time at my job. Now, there's no right answer here, but it's for you to ask yourself, how much money do I really need? How important is the extra car? Is the bigger house? Or is it more important to have time to read and write poetry? Could I take a job that didn't require me to work 100 hour work weeks? That didn't require me to be away from my family a week a month? but that paid a bit less, such that I had more time 
for all of these hobbies, more time for my interests, more time for my family. And that's a decision that you're going to have to make because that decision is rooted in what your, your values are, your goals are, your priorities are. And there isn't, there isn't a right answer to that. But I certainly would suggest some deep thinking because our lives get away from us. And in retrospect, we look back and we say, oh my God, I had no time for my family. Oh my God, I had no time to create art. Look, I accumulated all this money. Half of it I've paid to these doctors to try to buy me some more months of life, but it doesn't work. It's like that beautiful saying of we give our health to get the money and then we try to use the money to buy back the health. That's, that's a balance that you're going to have to come up with. But it isn't actually very difficult. We create unnecessary complexity where it really, really isn't complex. That's the ego that comes in that says, oh, but I want the bigger house. Oh, but I want the bigger car. Oh, but what's the neighbors going to say? Oh, but I want to be the richest guy on the block. That's not complexity, that's ego. Not good, not bad, not wrong, not right, but let's just call it what it is. If we're able to think outside the ego, things become much more simple. Then we realize, oh wait, I don't actually need so much money. I actually really enjoy having some time to walk in the park. I enjoy having some time to write poetry. I enjoy having some time to paint. I enjoy having some time to study linguistics or whatever my other interests and hobbies may be. I don't need so much money. But then when Samnewala buys a new house or a new car, you have to be very careful that the mind does not say to you, that's not fair. Why him, not me? that you don't have resentment and jealousy in comparison, that you understand I have consciously made a different decision. And that's a choice you make. And it's a choice we make every day. Every day you can change your choice. Oh, up until today I've been having money as my highest goal. Wait, I'm, I'm done. You can also go the other way. Oh, wait, I've decided. Being the richest guy on the block is the most important thing to me. Okay. That's what free will is. Use it however you want. But make sure to think deeply. Introspect, contemplate. What is it really that fills you deeply inside? That fulfills you? Is it the money? Is it the bonus at work? Is it the raise? Is it the promotion? Or is it these other things? And if it's these other things, make sure you make time for them. And yeah, you may have less money, that's okay. I have yet to hear anyone on their deathbed say that their life was fulfilling because they made a lot of money. So you've got to figure that balance out. Spirituality is actually something that you shouldn't have to figure out how to balance because spirituality is who you are, not what you do. And so you should be able to bring your spiritual practice into the workplace. And if you can't, 
then either you've got the wrong job, you've got a job that absolutely prevents you from being spiritual in it, which means that you must find a new job, a job that violates every one of your spiritual precepts, find a new job. Or it means that your spiritual awareness is not deep enough to understand how to bring it into the workplace. So for example, can you see God or try to see God in the people you work with? Well, when God tells us I exist in all, can you try to see that? When we know Vasudev Kutumbakam, the world is a family, can you live like that in your workplace, amongst colleagues, amongst other businesses? Can you bring spirituality into business like that? There's all kinds of ways to do it. But don't relegate your spiritual practice to just the amount of time that you're able to find to sit at your mandir every day. Because whether it's 10 minutes or two hours, either way, even if you say, Chalo, take me do gante betunga. I'm going to work less, I'll go in late, no problem, I'll get up early. But, but even so, if it's only two hours, that still gives you 22 hours a day that are not your spiritual practice. That's not the way to live. So have your, what Puja Swamiji calls, your charging your batteries time. But then let that become so much who you are that it moves into your workplace. That wherever you go, whoever you're interacting with, can you bring those spiritual teachings? Whether it's our teachings of yoga, ahimsa, satya, asteya, apigraha, right? All of these, the yam, the niyam, and all of these precepts, these are not just things to memorize and you know, recite when we're on our yoga mats. These are, these are the ways to live. When we're told, have compassion, have love, it doesn't just mean when you meditate. It means for all of the creation, and it means for you. That's the piece we tend to forget also. Have compassion, have love, see the divine in all and in you. You are also part of that creation. It's not just can I see God in my coworker, it's can I also see God in me? And then a step deeper, can the divine in me see the divine in them? That's what, when we say namaste, literally, I am bowing to myself in you, my capital S self, the divine in me bowing to the divine in you. This is what we're doing. Can I really, when I do namaste, can I connect with that divine in me and bow to the divine in you? So that should be with you throughout wherever you are, whatever you're doing. Spirituality should be something that, it should be the thread that weaves through every aspect of our life.
not a hobby.